Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What? is up everybody it is officially 2022 our first episode of the new year welcome back yes 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 your favorite podcast the gz chop shop is back from our holiday break and we are happy to be here we have as always an amazing episode lined up for all of you but before we get into the meat and potatoes of this very wonderful episode uh i definitely want to say a huge huge thank you to our community that came out uh last month the end of 2021 for our wounded warrior project charity live stream uh we had a 12-hour charity live stream it was an amazing time um and we were able to raise over one thousand dollars during that charity live stream uh during the wounded warrior projects stream to serve campaign um so a big shout out to some of our donors tricky uh party cat cricket daniel mcking megan king rufus wallace and remy and everybody who was able to come through, hang out, donate, uh, even if you came in and just said hello and spent some of your time with us, it was greatly appreciated. It was a huge turnout. We even had a surprise donation from Tiltify themselves. So huge thank you to them uh, for closing our cause. We, we went pretty much above and beyond during that event, and it was an amazing time. So if you guys were not able to join us for this charity live stream, just make sure to check out our website. All future charity events will be posted on our website, and we hope that you guys can join us for uh, another adventure sometime during this year. So once again, thank you very much. Uh, and also, as always, a huge, huge shout out to our Patreons for always supporting our podcast. Uh and, and pretty much keeping things running, even when we weren't on the air for, I think it was like four weeks, uh, Warners, we were talking about before, before we went live. It was like, it's like four weeks. I think we were on a yeah, break. It was about, it was about four weeks. About four weeks. We took a break. That felt like a lifetime for us guys. We missed you guys so much, but huge shout out to Cindy Lou, Charlie, Trent Hollinger, Anna Gittins, Boogie Jim, Tito, as always, we can do this. Thanks to you guys. So thank you so much for your continued support of our show. And if you guys love the GZ Chop Shop and want to support us, you can check us out on patreon.com forward slash gaming games. So make sure to go check it out, get all the exclusive perks, early access to the episodes, and much, much more. Now, without further ado, uh, what do we got? Warners, what is on today's agenda? Uh, we, uh, I, 
I'm excited for the lineup today. Uh, the first one is the big news of the day. I mean, well, it came out last night, but it didn't really blow up till today, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion and what yeah. that means going forward. Yeah. Uh, that's We're very excited to talk about this topic. We have a lot of... Uh, use uh both pros and cons here to talk about and then uh we're going to cover anime and censorship and how cultures particularly our culture uh affects anime and how we receive it from the japanese studios uh but you know before we jump into this i i just want to talk for a second how uh we did something over the holidays that Mm. (laughs) i said a year ago i would never do again Y'all talked me into playing Destiny 2. <laughs> we, I, I feel like a hypocrite because, you know, we, we talk about microtransactions yep. and, and, and everything and, and pay to play. And uh, I try to just play the game for um, what well, we both do. We, we try to play the game, just the base game as it is, but they make it very hard, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like we're, <laughs> we enjoy pain to hurt ourselves. We, we, we are... It, it was funny how that happened too, because we weren't even playing destiny. I, it was something else we were playing and the conversation came up. I don't know if it was halo and the conversation just came up about how awesome destiny used to be. Yeah. It was and, nostalgia. Nostalgia got us back and into nostalgia it. Nostalgia pulled us back in because it started off with us literally no joke bashing destiny. And it went from man, destiny used to be so good it, it, it then it sucked and they need to get their act together Bungie, you are that toxic ex-girlfriend i can't get away with <laughs> they really are whom i won't name they really are they kind of i, like, I can't get rid of you i'm trying to get rid of you but you know <laughs> as they, they they knew they said oh you're gone for now but you'll be back you'll be as, back uh, and, and then something else happened shortly after atachi is very familiar with this uh if you ever downloaded the most recent PlayStation Four update, oh my gosh! <laughs> unlike Bungie, where you pay to event, where you pay to eventually have all your hard work sunset and removed, Sony won't charge you and give you a five percent RNG roll chance of bricking your console bricking. and fucking you over for free. Okay, so lucky for me, it was a soft brick. Now I had seen the articles, and 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 actually, a good friend of ours, Nikia Naishay, had made me aware that there was an update going out that was just like bricking, like full bricking or soft bricking systems. Well, as you know, I've been playing on PC with you guys mostly lately. I was like, oh man, they're pulling me to the to the dark side or the light side, however you guys want to view it. <laughs> and I decided, you know what? Let me give my PlayStation some love. My my PS4 has been with me since day one of them coming out. So I I was like, this thing has, you know, seen and been with me as long as they've been out. I go, I turn it on. It always does its automatic updates. And then I get the black screen of death for the PlayStation. It's the black screen of death. And it basically was like, we can't boot. I'm like, okay, no, no biggie. I've seen this before. Just needs a reset. Probably had a blackout that I wasn't aware of. Easy fix. It shows up again. And then I start having this flashback to my xbox (laughs) and i was like no sony wouldn't do this sony has never done this and it just would not boot so i was like maybe it's my hard drive maybe my hard drive went corrupt again this would suck but you know what all my data is on the cloud easy day i'll just 
unplug the hard drive. It'll fix it. Nothing. That error code did not go away. Said so we can't boot. You need to redo your operating system. I'm like, excuse me. What do you mean? I need to redo my operating system. I go through. I think yeah, I, you guys could tell from the messages I was sending. It was at least a good like couple hours of frustration before I realized the only option I had was to do a system initialization, which basically that, that's meant an option. That was an option. I had to boot it in safe mode and basically say, delete everything and give it to me as if you were brand new. Now, who wants a brand new <laughs> PS4 right now? <laughs> and that's what that was the only fix. It was like, yeah, we got to we got to delete everything. And that's when I came up and I said, you know what? You know, I'm big on my conspiracy theories, but I have to say it's so funny that after the better almost of a decade, almost of, you know, the PS3 to the PS4 era, Sony never releasing updates that bricked consoles, except on like day one. But that was literally just a bug that they weren't ready for. After that, there weren't updates that were bricking systems. Strangely enough, as the PS4, in my opinion, as the PS4 hype kind of started hitting a plateau where people just started accepting that I'm not going to get one, so I'm not worried about it. I'm going to ride my PS4 out till it dies. Sony was like, till it dies? Till it, till it dies? <laughs> they heard you. We they got you. <laughs> and and I'm, I went through the effort of getting it, mind fixing it and figuring it out. But I had to think, like, how many people don't know how to do that or wouldn't know? Or they would just go, well, crap, it's dead. I guess I have to buy a PS5. And I'm like, Sony's like... Got you. For like every 10 people that happens to maybe two actually know how to fix it or are going to go through the effort of fixing it. And I said, you know, they can't break the system completely because then that that hurts them long term because people are like, oh, if your PS4s are breaking, why am I going to get a PS5? Like, well, you know, my, my favorite part of this is that Sony never really officially addressed it. <laughs> and, you know, they're they're, you know, they're response time in this case was actually it actually died faster than 1047's game so split, slow. Date, they, they, split gate did yeah after halo infinity dropped <sighs> but which is funny because i like split gate but in the same way i like buying off-brand items or this shitty chair i'm using from walmart it's just yeah it's how just that work out for buy. you that's just collapsed on your mid-game <laughs> <laughs> it's collapsed several times in mid-game and all everyone hears from me is fuck yeah and we're like and is he okay it's like and he comes so, in like a minute later hey uh my chair collapsed and we're just like <laughs> that's pretty serious but it's not it's not completely fair though because all those split gate gameplay has dropped on the xbox and pc since the release of halo infinite mm. gameplay has actually increased on the playstation which kind of reminds me uh you know speaking of what you just talked about the ps4 and the ps5 I think Marvel was onto something. I don't know if you noticed at the end of, of at the very, uh, well, no, it wasn't at the end. It was like in the mid of a uh, in game, right? When Korg was using the PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people noticed he was using the PS4. Uh, that's because even years in the future, the PS5 is still unattainable, even with half the population <laughs> snapped out of existence. You know what? 
now I look at that scene. When I go back and look at that scene, it just has a whole different. It'll I take forget a whole where it was. Meaning. It was more in the beginning, I think. I, I don't remember. It's been yeah, a while. It was I've seen like a million shows Ford since then. Went on the mic and started yelling at the kid on Fortnite. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe it was in the beginning. Whatever. But yeah, you know. Uh, but in, in other news, you know, getting to the main topic, uh, I've been saying for a while, Blizzard Activision needs a character development arc. This isn't quite what I meant. But it, might, <laughs> it might be a good thing. But Microsoft said, you know what? We'll just buy them out. I, they were like sharks in the water and Blizzard oh, Activision was just absolutely. bleeding. Absolutely. They, they just gathered to it. Absolutely. Microsoft has been wait. Microsoft is in the perfect position to wait and gobble up studios and especially studios that might be in trouble. And there, there are positives to this acquisition. Um, and, and we definitely are, are going to touch on those uh, as well as there are possibly some negatives to this acquisition. But right now with this purchase, which before everybody panics, anyone who might be panicking or anyone who might be jumping for joy, the deal will not completely conclude until the end of Microsoft's fiscal year on June 30th, 2023. Now everyone's probably wondering, why is that going to take so long? Why, you know, what, what's Activision Blizzard has been a whole separate entity for over 31 years. So there's a lot of jars that their hands are in and all of that business has to be handled because they, they handle a lot of things individually. And now Microsoft owns the parent company. So all of those smaller business uh, transactions have to legally be transitioned over to Microsoft. And however they want that handled, where they're going to keep some of it, do away with some of it. There's going to be a lot of jobs attached to that. Maybe certain jobs that existed because Activision needed it, Microsoft might say, we don't need that and get rid of it, or they might convert it into something else. So it's going to be a very lengthy process before we see anything really uh, start happening right now. So for this next year, Activision Blizzard is still going to be running the same battle nettle. Everything will still be running independently the way we know, but only for like another year and, and few months. Uh, so... Yeah, just keep that in mind for anyone who's like expecting immediate changes or getting excited. It's going to take like another year before this stuff really takes effect. But well, isn't the CEOs of uh, of Activision Blizzard, they're going to once uh, 2023 rolls around and, and, and it's finally finished the uh, integration of these two companies, they're going to actually be answering to uh, the chairman of and CEO of Microsoft, Sadia Nadella. Yes. So here's the other thing, though. The current CEO of Activision right now will be stepping down once the transaction is complete. He will remain. Um, and this is, uh, I believe it's Bobby Kotick. Yeah. yeah, Bobby Kotick. Bobby Kotick will remain the CEO of Activision Blizzard during the transition, during the turnover. But once that is concluded, from my understanding, um, and I, I, I'm, this is what I'm gathering, Activision Blizzard technically won't have its own individual CEO. They will literally, as a developer, report directly to Microsoft CEO. So it's like this is like a full absorption. Like Activision Blizzard will no longer be its. They won't get the same courtesy. I don't think that. 
Bethesda gets where they can work independently under Microsoft's umbrella, it seems like Microsoft is completely taking what Activision Blizzard is and making it their own. Uh, you know, they they might be on probation after everything that's happened. After everything that's happened, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and- when you have a bunch of... <laughs> When you have a bunch of Alan Brax walking around looking like Ron Jeremy, um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta gotta hit the button sometime. Yep, they 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 they're like, hold up, (laughs) we gotta fix this. But um, getting into where this is probably uh, a good thing, and I'm gonna, I want to say some of the things that are positive for, um, pretty much Activision being absorbed by Microsoft and the positives for them. And some of the things I listed is number one. And a lot of people probably realize this and it's even mentioned in the article because they're, they're saying they're trying to figure out, they want to know like how it's going to work. I'm going to tell you right now, it's just going to get swept under the rug over time. And I'll explain my reason on why I believe this. Uh, Their legal troubles go away. They just go away. Um, and the reason I say the legal troubles go away is because Activision Blizzard, when you think about it, this case is ongoing, right? It started, I want to say, earlier than last year, and it's been ongoing. It came, it, it came to light. It came to light in the middle of last year, like yeah. towards the end of summer. It's when it came to light. Yeah. Been, it, you know, these issues have obviously been going on for well over a decade, but they yeah. didn't yet yeah, come to light legally. Um, uh, until last year. And the reason I say that their their legal problems go away is because it's Activision Blizzard being sued by the state of California and all the documentation I'm sure connects to them as their being the sole entity. However, to continue that legal case, which this could take years because they're going through years of documentation, backing, you know, going back and back and back, something like this would have gone on for probably honestly decades to the point. It just became regular news like, Oh, until they finally went on a decline and just collapse, which would have for gaming not been the greatest turnout. Um, because Activision Blizzard has a lot of pull in the gaming world. So for this lawsuit to continue, Microsoft has just stepped in and said, okay, to get to them, you got to get through us now. Because we own them. So do you, do you do you want to deal with us? Which now is another layer because now that whole legal process, I think, has to change. Because now it's like you can't go after the kid. You got to go after the parent. So yeah, you got to deal with Microsoft. They're probably going to go after the, the people individually, like the individual individuals that were accused. Yeah, which you the probably will itself. see change once they start removing people. Which I'm sure... I mean, I mean, they couldn't, they already couldn't keep people. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure there's a large amount of management and upper management and and people involved in all these various projects that are not going to be coming along with this merger. Now, what I'm going to be curious to see, and it's a rabbit hole in itself, and I'm not going to try to dive into it. We're going to see just how much they truly cared about the actual reason behind this whole lawsuit once Activision is absorbed by Microsoft. And if we see it just teeter out because, you know, they were tackling going after Activision Blizzard. They were tackling getting this this culture change and everything. So Microsoft is saying, "Okay, look, we'll fix the problem. We bought them. We're going to completely revamp it. 
We're going to flush the system. And then it just puts the ball back in pretty much their court. What do you do now? What are you going to do now? We've heard you. We're pretty much giving you what you want. What's your next move? So it's like, I guess we'll see the real, like, you know, will they be happy with it? Will they be pleased? Is there going to be some backlash about it? Like, why would you do? Because there was always that thing that was going around with people who were still playing Activision games and doing business with Activision. They were getting so much pushback and so much resentment. And now Microsoft's coming along and says, okay, we bought them. Now what? (laughs) And like, everyone's kind of like, they kind of do like the awkward look around like, can we really, can we cancel Microsoft? Can we, can we do that? Do we have that? No. Oh, they bought it for six, 68.7 bill. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I I guess we don't have that much kind of that much, that much pull here. (laughs) So it's going to be interesting to see how this, how this plays out. Um, because it seems like now all of a sudden everybody's like excited. Like I'm, does Activision need a redo? Yes. hundred percent. Absolutely. It's going to be great that they're, you know, getting that rebuild, I guess you could say. Um, and it works out for them because they were bleeding money right now. They were, they were in a very bad spot and they were bleeding money. And like you said, like a shark, Microsoft came in and was like, how you doing? And pretty much absorbed their problems as their own. Um, and this is why I say they have protection from further issues such as this. And in a technical sense, Activision Blizzard now gains access to all of Microsoft's resources, which we know is constantly expanding. That means they get access to the cloud services, the network, the access to Xbox only users who never would have looked away from, you know, Microsoft products ever. So they get that access. And as Microsoft expands its gaming empire, they get to grow with it as a, you know, as a partner or, you know, as a part of them, instead of as a competitor trying to maintain their audience, they get to grow with it, which in turn will probably revive them and make them better, you know, as the years continue on, which to be fair, Activision Blizzard has a very specific age group that they target um they definitely target more mature gamers usually with most of their games um and the culture around their games as as i hate to say it may have also been a warning sign and reflected the culture that was happening in the workplace because when you think about it wow is not exactly friendly (laughs) to new players nope it's i've been been playing it off and on since oh shit probably 2000 2006 2007 it's it's a very toxic if you don't have like good people to play with it it's a very toxic but widely popular game overwatch you don't know what you, it's very toxic oh man i can <laughs> absolutely uh comment on that <laughs> so so it's it's kind of a reflection that the games that are extremely famous from activision indirectly mirror what was the issue with the developer itself all of their games have a toxic kind of community that help it thrive but because they were so widely popular they're they are integral parts of esports they've been around for 30 something years the gamers have grown up with it 
most people didn't realize, man, this developer puts out a game and they're always toxic. <laughs> we yeah, just accepted it. You know, Microsoft CEO, uh, Ms. Nadella, you know, she, she said, we're investing deeply in a world-class in world-class content community and the cloud to usher in a new era of gaming that puts players and creators first and making gaming safe and inclusive and accessible to all. And they've really reiterated um, these things and wanting to bring, you know, a, a gaming world together that it really is just that. And you compare that with Blizzard Activision as much as I love these games. And honestly, I didn't really think about it until you just said it until you just brought it up. Some of the most toxic games I've ever played are definitely from Activision, from Blizzard. Activision Blizzard. I mean, uh, you know, meanwhile, you get on COD Warzone right now, you're guaranteed to run into broken servers, severe hacking, and for at least seven people to teabag you while claiming they slept with your mom, followed by being DDoSed out of the DDoSed out of the server. Mm-hmm. Wait, hang on. I'm sorry. That last part was for Bungie. Bungie fix your servers. <laughs> How many times did I get DDoS last week, Atachi? Oh man, it was it was it was bad. I think there was there was a time I got DDoS out of a out of a lobby and Bungie, seriously, fix your servers, please. Dude. For, for the love of everything. Uh don't let Microsoft buy you. <laughs> oh wait, doesn't wait, doesn't 343? They are Microsoft already, aren't they? Or Bungie. Who? Who is is Bungie owned by anyone or is Bungie its own thing? Bungie is his Bun- Bungie. Bungie's my owned by Microsoft. Microsoft. Oh God! What the hell's wrong with you, man? Oh God! Well, now you understand why I stayed away from their stuff. <laughs> when you don't play, when you don't play Bungie games for so long, you're like, who the fuck owns them again? <laughs> That's no, right. Do you realize this is going to be the future, though? We're going to be sitting down like, wait, who owns who? But it's you know, Bungie has so many issues with their own games that it really is. After a while, you're like, who owns these motherfuckers? Who, who am I going to complain to? Yeah. Uh, above Bungie. When you follow the trail, who's at the who's at the top? And you yeah, that would be Microsoft. And then you okay, which brings up a concern that to be addressed later. If Microsoft in a, a its own off brand off brand, but you know, its own developer Bungie can't handle their own servers and they've got billions of dollars to throw around. What is this going to do for something like Battle.net? Well, yeah. And, you know, I was thinking that, too, is the reason you pay $15 a month for, for World of Warcraft every month is because those servers are personalized business-owned servers. They're not renting those servers from, say, Amazon, which we talked about that a couple episodes ago is how... Amazon actually owns a very large amount of the servers that a lot of gaming businesses use. Um, who's to say that when everything's merged, everything's said and done that one, they won't charge you continue to charge you for the same thing, but actually it's not the case and they aren't using privatized servers specifically for wow. And there's a lot of issues or B there's just a lot of issues anyways. There's just a lot of issues anyway. I mean, I they, f- they have a lot to as toxic and, and how many, you know, messed up issues there are with a lot of the games that from, from Activision Blizzard. One thing I can say about their servers from experience, especially with wow is f- compared to games like, you know, 
Call of Duty, mm-hmm. um, Apex, a lot of the first person shooters, multiplayer on multiplayer online games is the servers are much more stable and much more reliable. Yeah. And I'm wondering if they'll just absorb <clears throat> whatever uh, assets Activision Blizzard was using for them and then just maintain them. Because I, I right- think that's what they'll do that. They, if they don't do that, it'll become too obvious. Yeah. I think if, if they start running into a lot of issues with the servers and stuff, uh, I will you know, like, you better believe that the, uh, especially the, the world of Warcraft players, the, 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 the serious fan base around that there's going to be a lot of outcry. I think there's going to be an outcry for a couple of reasons already though, because they haven't said which ones, but they are already planning to add games from the Activision Blizzard catalog to Game Pass. Do you realize what that means? 25 million users have either Game Pass or the PC Pass. They cannot do that with World of Warcraft. It will not work. And I'm wondering because I'm when they're saying games from their catalog, we're, we're, we all immediately think about the juggernauts. Overwatch, Warcraft, World of Warcraft, Diablo. Yeah, and it's like, okay, well, which games are you talking about? Are you talking about like Call of Duty? Yeah, a lot of a lot of Activision Blizzard's games were PC exclusive uh, for for a good reason because, uh, and and this isn't in any way to bash like PC versus console at all. I mean, I play all consoles, including PC. Uh, I'm just to me, I'm just pointing out the obvious here. You know, some of these games are PC only for a reason. Like they're just like there's console games that are mm-hmm. like. Dark Souls. You are not about to play Dark Souls with a mouse and keyboard, at least starting off. No, like you can with a controller. Cuphead. I tried playing that on mouse and keyboard, and that's a work. big fat no. It's not. It's it's a no. <laughs> like there's some games that just do not translate very well to the to the other platform from PC and to, to wow console. Is one and, of them because there's just too much yeah. to do. There's too much you need to control. Diablo. Uh, Diablo is to me damn near unplayable on on console i've i've had i've talked to a lot of people recently that once i I didn't even know until recently that diablo was on uh on xbox i had no idea i I didn't know i don't i haven't had an xbox in years ever since my x my original xbox one broke a few years ago i I didn't know and i'm sitting here like how in the hell do you possibly play that on the console oh it's even on the switch now think about that and uh, you know um, maybe they have a layout, but I've heard a lot of complaints from console players, like just talking to me about it that have played it on PC. I can't imagine trying to play a game like World of Warcraft on, on and can you imagine the cross play? Like there are some games that just do not need to be meddled with because the formula is already as good as it's going to get. Yeah. And wow is one of those games. Now, I'm not saying it's a perfect game. I'm just saying in terms of servers and playability. Now, I 100% agree, and I've, I I want to take a leap of faith and say Microsoft won't try to force convert uh, WoW into a console game. I am worried, though, that they're going to try and put it on Game Pass, um, just in general, uh, because then it is going to make everyone who's ever paid subscription over these years, it's going to make that null and void yeah um 
And that's that's going to be some rage inducing pushback because you have a subscription to Game Pass. You automatically get a subscription to. World of Warcraft. Yeah, you get a subscription to World of Warcraft. I I think I don't know if you agree, but I think World of Warcraft would probably be the biggest concern out of out of all the gamers that do enjoy all the Blizzard Activision games that have been out for the past few decades. Um, I say few decades, but you know, a couple decades. Wow, the WoW community. You will probably see slowly, and I say slowly, but like you were saying earlier, it's already been blowing up on TikTok. They're going to start stirring. And <laughs> they're going to come from their slumbers, from their quote unquote basements. Yeah, and you, you know, you they don't, will be heard. You don't pay a subscription specifically for a game every month unless you're serious about it. Exactly. I mean, let's be honest. Like, I, I go back and forth with World of Warcraft. Cause I, I, I get in my modes where I am really serious about the game and I, I really enjoy it until it starts consuming my life. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I gotta back it up a bit. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go. I'm like a, a job and like, <laughs> yeah, you I gotta know, go to family. Work. <laughs> yeah. How was I paying for this again? Yeah. I gained like 10 pounds. I'm like, I gotta stop playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, that's, I don't mean to like sound like I'm, you know, uh, trying to say like, that's the case, like stereotype. Cause that's not true at all. But it's it's definitely going to be interesting, and and I read the email. I don't know if you read the email that uh, the current CEO of Activision sent out to his employees, and there was a part in it that um, I found interesting because he he basically was saying that as in, in, and I'm paraphrasing. If you guys want to read the article, you can read it on the the Verge uh, dot com. It has the full email he sent out, and it was basically saying with the you know as investments in cloud computing, AI, machine learning, data analytics, and user interface and experience capabilities are becoming more competitive. We believe this partnership will better enable our ambitions <clears throat> in considering possible partners. All roads ultimately led to Microsoft. Now, in summary, it sounds good. All roads led to Microsoft. However, I think there was more to it than that. When he said, in considering possible partners. So this tells me that they were already in a situation that they were reaching out for help. Yeah. Um, probably a lot of contracts we don't know about got pulled because we all know anytime anything sexual and workplace comes up everybody is hands off that is like taboo you are done yep. instantly even before an investigation as long as people are like nope we're out yeah i mean honestly and it's 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 taken so seriously that even if it's proven you didn't do anything wrong it's a wrap it's a wrap it's a wrap um so activision was pretty much and probably why it affected their game because vanguard People are returning that game. They're not happy with it. Um, Call of Duty Vanguard. And they're 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 battling two fronts. They got a disappointed, you know, gaming community right now, and gamers pulling out, contracts probably being pulled out, partners separating. They were losing face that it took them 30 years to build. And they were losing it in like two years. Um, you know, it takes forever to build an empire could be destroyed in a day. And the fact that he said, you know, in, in considering possible partners, this means they were already reaching out and everyone probably said no. 
They were like, we don't want to deal with that. They didn't want to be involved. They didn't want to be involved. They weren't willing to take that. I will give Microsoft credit in this of saying they they don't care what the public thinks. (laughs) Um, And honestly, I feel that anyone who may have turned Activision Blizzard down, Activision Blizzard needed this fix. They need this. Because as a company, it needs to survive. You just need to remove the diseases within the company. But the company needs to survive. Uh, and I think Microsoft, in this regard, was looking very much ahead. And they've put themselves in a very powerful position for the next I want to say 10 years easily because this will officially make them the third largest gaming company. Once this deal closes, the only two in front of them now, Tencent and Sony. And Sony is still high enough. I think Sony is number two. I think Tencent is number one. Sony's number two. This will make Microsoft number three. They are climbing the food chain and they're climbing it rapidly. Yeah. I, I kind of feels like, after Disney had all those major mergers back in, what was that? 2016, mm-hmm. 2017. I don't remember. Uh, it's like they handed the gauntlet over to, to Microsoft. Microsoft and now they're picking up all these infinity stones. Yeah. Yeah. Microsoft, my, Disney was like, all right, we're done because remember when Disney absorbed Fox, Fox was in trouble. Fox was struggling. And then Disney came along and was like, we'll take it. Who, who, <laughs> who knew years ago that, uh, Activision Blizzard would become the R. Kelly of the gaming community. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <clears throat> but you know what? In a way, Activision as a company, here's the thing. And this is where I say, and I said this before, I said the people that walked out, I get why they did it, but they're going to probably regret it. I, I said this in a podcast a while ago. I was like, I know that it's, you know, I get it, but I, I was like, the walk away is going to probably bite them in the ass. And this isn't exactly what I meant, but something similar, because now they've walked away. And Microsoft has absorbed Activision Blizzard as much as we give Microsoft crap and everything. Uh, half of us here would love a Microsoft check. <laughs> and Microsoft is absorbing it. Now those people probably won't be able to come back because all that information is coming active. Microsoft wants to know who walked away, who left for whatever reason, those people might be blacklisted because Microsoft is going to look at it. Like when shit hits the fan, who's going to run and who's going to stay. All those people who stayed right now are probably going to see an improvement in their paychecks. They're going to be offered opportunities that were not available to them before. Not only do they have on their resume Activision Blizzard, now they can say, I work for Microsoft. They well, are you know, set for life. You know, I, I really don't see them removing. Uh, once this merger is, is complete in, in 2023, I don't see them removing any of the original or, you know, current um, like project managers, uh uh, script writers, it, these people that have been working on the storylines and, and the game. Uh, They've got 30 like years World, of World of Warcraft. 
Yeah, World of Warcraft especially. I, I don't see them removing a, a, too many of these people no. because they've been, you know, they they have World of Warcraft down to a, a T. Um, again, no game's perfect and people have their complaints, but I mean, World of Warcraft is successful for a reason. I, I know I keep coming back to that game, but it is. It's, I mean, of all it's the games that they're getting, Blizzard. that's the biggest one. Yeah, still globally one of the largest it, MMOs. Yeah, um, and for good reason. Yeah. So I, I don't see them removing too many people from. No, no, those people are pretty much going to get incentives to, to stay. I'm sure. Um, so that, those were positives for Activision. The positives I, I wanted to know for Microsoft is <clears throat> they now gain access to a previously unobtainable community. The World of Warcraft community. And I'm talking to people who probably exclusively play World of Warcraft, which is a lot more than you probably think. They were they're in their niche. They were happy with their niche. That is where they stayed. The battle net is where they lived. Microsoft now has access to them, along with the staple IPs proven to work in their industry and more monetary opportunities to paywall services, which I can say is a bonus for them. Not so much us, but a bonus for them. And another huge step in the gaming monopoly. This is a very big one. Like a lot of people think like, oh, you know, Sony's going to just sit high and mighty. And I'm like, yeah, they're going to play it cool. Sony can't show panic. But you if you think Sony's not sitting there raising an eyebrow and previewing their catalog on who they should merge with next. You're living in a fantasy world. Sony is not going to just let that one slide. Yeah, and it's like I said earlier. Meanwhile, Nintendo is just kicking back like that. You know, just just drinking tea. Yeah, Nintendo is in its own market and knows no one's going to cross into it. So they just watching the fans of <laughs> watching the fire get full, just they really up. are. They're just like standing a, like on on the edge of a cliff and they're watching every like the fires below yep. and they're just like sucks to be you. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just doing their own thing. But this is this is this is history in the making. And I think we're going to start seeing just how serious Microsoft is about taking this monopoly. I don't think they're going to rest. I don't think they're going to try to dethrone Tencent. Their goal is to dethrone Sony. And they will not stop until it's a stalemate or they dethrone them. Or there's just no more pieces on the board that they can acquire because when you think about it, everyone's like, oh, Sony's playing it cool. I'm like, if you watch the trend, Microsoft made a big purchase. Sony makes a big purchase. Microsoft makes a bigger purchase. So Sony's going to make a purchase. We're just going to we'll have to wait and see who. Who's you know, going to sell? It, it may not be gaming itself, but Sony purchasing, like officially purchasing Crunchyroll. That, that was the I big mean, move. And this is Microsoft's response. Sony said, okay, you're doing gaming, then we'll take anime. <laughs> smart move, though. It's a smart move. And, you know, um, Discord was a, a hotbed of controversy back several months ago because Microsoft they and wanted Sony, to buy Discord. Actually, no, it was, yeah, it was Microsoft. They wanted to buy Discord, and Discord's like, nah. They, they shouldn't, like, nah. Could you no. imagine if they acquired Discord last year? And then Activision this right. year. Right. I don't want to imagine that. Um, I, 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 
have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of um, fighting over Discord this year. It's going to happen this year. I'm, I'm, I'm predicting oh, it right now. Yeah, it's going to happen this year. Um, if nobody convinces Discord to, to sell out, I don't like to say it like that. That's what it is, though. If no one buys out Discord this year, I don't think it's going to happen. I 100% agree. And Discord right now is in a very strong position. Right now, they're, they're, you know, they can choose to do what they're doing, which they, they continue to surprise me. Every time they come out with a new update, every time they, they change something, it, it really is always for the better. They're, they really do look out for the community. Yeah. Uh, I love Discord, uh, but they really are mainly, they're, they're for PC players. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if I would a- love to see a Discord make its way to the console so that in cross games, I can just open up. But, you know, there's apps. I know there's an app for Discord, but from I, I don't know personally. Just, again, this is just something I've been told from from friends that actively use Discord on the consoles because they don't have a PC is that it's it's not very good. And the quality that you get from it is about the same as just using the in-game chat. Yeah. See, like, I would love to see improvements. That sounds like uh, Apple iTunes on Windows. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. It's just like, we gave it to you, but you're not going to get the best stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this is this is this is history in the making. Um, Personally, where I stand on it, I am not a fan of it. I don't like monopolies. Um, granted, like I said, Activision needed, needed saving. So in this case, the more I think about it, it was probably unavoidable. Um, I kind of just wish it wasn't Microsoft. Uh, and this is not just like a personal gripe against Microsoft. It's just, I, like I said, I'm not a fan of monopolies. I just kind of wish someone else had done it. Heck, I know Tencent is a big one, but they're not going around absorbing companies like as far as we know, like that. So if Tencent had popped up and was like, hey, we'll buy Activision Blizzard. I think that would have made sense to me because they main in PC. So I don't think anything would have changed. Now, um, what, what I do think, I, I, I truly do think this. I know we saw Mixer get cut short. Yeah. For the, they can claim all they want that they weren't making enough money off of it, but I call complete bullshit. I mean... It was, it was, it truly was competing against Twitch. I mean, I know so many people that left Twitch for Mixer and we're doing better. Uh, it, you know, it, probably the same, but some of them said, you know, they were doing better and I could see some of them doing better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and me were even on Mixer there for a while and I was you know, finally learning how it operates and it just felt better. But I do see, I really do see Microsoft. It, they may not call it Mixer but I do see them coming back to the streaming game. I don't. Um, and the reason I say I, I don't is because they already showed that it was more work than they wanted to do. If they absorbed someone who has a proven formula to work, then they probably would see mixer was their thing built from scratch. And then they were like, Oh, this is a lot of work. We don't want to do that. It, they wanted a monopoly on gaming and they thought by creating a streaming platform, that's how it would start. Mixer was the beginning of their journey into monopolizing gaming. 
However, it took a different direction than they thought. It didn't give them the avenue that they wanted. So they just dropped it. They just want to take the things that all the content creators promote. And here's what scares me. And this actually just came to mind. I said, Mixer probably the Mixer. Microsoft probably looks at it like this now. Okay, we gave a streaming platform, but the streamers were playing games, but they weren't playing our games. They were playing all these other games from all these other developers. Well, that's not money for us. You know, I didn't think about that. Is that at the time of Mixer, how many games Microsoft had yet to buy out all these gaming studios and yep. companies like they like they did at this point? That so wasn't under the belt. Activision wasn't under the belt. They hadn't really started their Disney-like movement. So they said, okay, drop this, drop paying the streamers, new plan of action, buy the developers of the games those streamers are playing. So when they go pay on, on Twitch and they go buy these games, they're paying us too. So they flipped the script. They took, yes, what was a popular medium, but realized why pay them when we can have them pay us? So now they're actually probably making twice the amount because the streamer has to go. So even when the, and here's the other thing. Now Microsoft can go to those streamers that have now had to go find new homes and you know how they have these sponsorships and, and all that. Now Microsoft has their hands in on that deal. So it's like, hey, um. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I know you, uh, you're upset we left Mixer and everything, but guess what? Yeah, uh, that new game from Activision, we own that. So you going to play that for us over on Twitch? All right, cool. Here's the deal. Here's what we'll cut you. So, and, and they just flipped the script and realized that there was more money to be made by taking over the very things that create the content that the content creators need to make their content. Also, when you got someone like Jeff Bezos, I'm pretty sure he was able to just walk into Microsoft's office and be like, buddy, pal, come on, man. You're stepping in materials here. Come on, man. Can we talk about it? Rich guy to rich guy? <laughs> or do I have to buy you? Like, what's the deal here? <laughs> uh, you're not about to, not about not to, about buy, to buy Microsoft. That man. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure there was a, a, a secret CEO meeting because it was too sudden. It was too quick. Microsoft was just like, eh, and we're done. I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure it's the same thing happened with iTunes and the Zoom. 
Apple came to them. I'm like, <laughs> the Ap- Zoom. The Zoom. Apple the Zoom got so disrespected. It was like, yo, come on, man. What you doing? And Microsoft was like, you know what? Yeah, all right, all right. We cool, we cool. We'll drop it. I think that's what happened with Mixer. That's why I said, I don't think they'll come back until either Twitch keeps going down its rabbit hole and Bezos is like, eh, I'll sell it, whatever. Twitch, I, it really does feel like Nobody, no, no matter what happens on Twitch, Amazon doesn't care. Good or bad, they're just like, just let this one ride. As long as the money <laughs> just is let it ride in, itself out. Yeah, as long as the money's rolling in and their top players are content with their contracts, Amazon just is like, whatever. Once you Which start costing 100%, this is for all you Twitch streamers. If you do not have a donate here button on your page, Make one because if I donate to you directly, you will get that money. If I, if I give you bits or sub or whatever, Twitch takes you're going to get ha- less than half of it. Yep. So help yourself out, make a donate button, get more money. Yep. Stop giving it all to Twitch Stop because they don't, they don't no give a crap money. about you. They don't need more money. They don't need any. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I personally I don't see Microsoft getting back in the streaming scene. Um they would rather buy a streaming company and then just take part in their revenue. And they're probably watching Twitch on its decline waiting. Well, <laughs> and 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 we would love to hear all of your comments about this. So make sure you check out our Reddit at reddit.com backslash r backslash gamma games. Post stuff regularly there. We just started it up not too long ago, and that is directly where you can talk with us and tell us your thoughts, uh, your disagreements, your agreements, all that. We want to hear them. Yeah, I want to know, like, as gamers, do you see what is the positive? Can you tell us the positives of this transaction? Is there negatives? Do you not care? And why? Because, <laughs> then you know, like I said, I looked on the poll and there's some people that are just like, eh, it's just another day. And I'm like, you know. As for casual gamers, it is eh, it's just another day um, for your for your hardcore. They're definitely going to have a lot to say on uh, on the matter. So, you know, and, and, and before we end this particular topic, I do want to briefly mention that um, I find it 100 percent hilarious that over a year ago, we were all worried about Halo Infinite. We saw the, the clips, the pictures, and we were like. This looks awful. Are y'all serious? It was laughable. They came out. uh, The game dropped right there at the end of the gaming awards. So they weren't really technically, you know, a part of it. Yeah. And it was by far game of the year. As far as uh, the uh, most gamers are concerned, Um, the game is absolutely amazing. And then Microsoft drops. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a year ago, everyone was talking about how uh, Battlefield 2042 was going to put COD in its place. Ooh. Battlefield 2042 came out in mid-December, and I don't think I've seen a g- That game crashed harder <laughs> than Cyberpunk did, bro. Dude. <clears throat> Dude, EA is like... Is EA trying to get itself bought right now? EA is not even trying anymore. Bro, EA is busy sitting there counting their money, and then they're like, Oh, a game, right? Uh, here, there you go. It was so <laughs> bad that even Steam 
offered is, refunds. Bent its own rules of if you play a game more than two hours, no refund. And these or people have been playing no refund. Pre-order no refund. And and these people have been playing. They they played for like a week, and they were like, "Yo, this ain't the one. This ain't the game." And then went back to COD with all its problems because that game still managed to be better. I'm gonna, Battlefield 2042. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what needs to happen. We need a gaming revolution for the love of everything. Holy gaming gamers. Dude, we need a gaming Congress, bro. What are you talking about? We need, <laughs> we need an executive branch, <laughs> a judicial branch. We need all three branches <laughs> we need of the government, but, but for gaming. <laughs> Mac, because the the developers are only going to care once you stop just throwing your money at them for a title make hold them accountable for what they develop stop just being like oh this is what it is oh i'm okay stop being lackluster about it that's the people that they're going to listen to are lackluster ones you got to be vocal we can't just keep sitting back and being like oh well i mean it's just another game no this is a media that you're paying for. If Netflix always put out garbage movies and TV shows, you would be pissed off. <laughs> you know, you would be pissed off and uh, say, the, give me back my $20. They don't month. have to do that because, you know, they're raising their prices again to $15.99. So they're shooting themselves in the foot there. Are they, though? Or is everyone just going to roll with it? I canceled my subscription. Oh, I, I, I that have day, to. When I saw that, because it comes out in the, like within the next few weeks, uh-huh. it, like that's how fast they rolled that's this out. That's how fast they're doing it. They're doing I, it before I canceled people my realize it's happening. I'm like, nah, you ain't getting me. I'll, I'll, I'll resub for that one month when that occasional show comes out that I actually want to binge watch in two days. Me. Yeah, exactly. Like when I'm, Witcher I'm comes out. I'll, so for me, I have a card. I use Acorns and I give myself an allowance for my streaming services on there. Just enough. So I know when they take the money out. So anytime Netflix, uh, I, I was always annoyed with how early Netflix would take the money. I'm like, it hasn't been a full month yet. And I'm like, that's the thing. You raise the price by the time I think to cancel it. You've already charged me because you got to me before the month was up. Yep. And then I just roll with it. Cause I'm like, okay. And then I forget, I get into my shows. Then I'm like, oh crap. I got it. And it's like, no, we already took it. You got another month. And that's why they're doing it so fast, because then they know people are just going to accept it. So I, I have it when that exact amount is gone. They're like, hey, your account's on hold until you put more money. And I'm like, nope, that's cool. Cancel. Yeah, that's called that's my version of auto canceled. That's the auto. You have auto. You have auto. You have auto uh, payment. I got auto canceled. It's auto canceled. The way you tried to automatically take that money without me knowing nope. I've automatically canceled my subscription. Oh, that's almost two hundred dollars a year on. Uh, on a on a streaming platform that you honest to god only watch a handful of shows that come out every year like a handful like probably less than five and even if you think okay your average your average american works an eight-hour job five days a week so and you sleep for we'll say I know some people say, man, I wish I could sleep for seven, but typically you're supposed to sleep for seven. So let's say in a perfect world, your normal human being works for eight hours a day, maybe gets to sleep for seven. You're already looking at what? 17 hours of your day gone. And then eating, 
If you got kids, time with your kids, doing their helping them with their homework, your day to day life. So on average, you probably have three, four hours, maybe to watch some shows, each show an average about an hour. And most people only get to binge on a weekend. So $200 a year, 54 weeks in that year, you probably watch technically unless you're really bingy maybe a season of an episode of, of a series when you think about it that's probably like 30 episodes you might have been able to watch for 200 dollars. yeah they got canceled i canceled them. <laughs> i canceled you netflix so because your like, bullshit yeah because there's some you know even even with the stuff i pay for i don't watch it every single day to justify that i should be watching my netflix every Dude, single day i got hbo max which is i have better I have HBO Max. They're they're pretty solid. Good for I mean, they really did. They just popped up a year ago and they're like, yo, and I'm like, hey, and they're like, yeah, yeah, they're pretty solid. We got you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we got you. Don't worry about it. So I like them. And then I got Funimation and Crunchyroll. That's all I need, man. And eventually you only need one of the latter two. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm chilling. Which speaking of Funimation and Crunchyroll. Let's uh Let's, let's talk, talk about something that I'm pretty sure the anime community, I know for a fact, the anime community has been quietly up in arms about since ooh, before 2011. Anime censorship. Now, I was doing some reading and I got really curious about it because I was watching a show on, on, on Crunchyroll. And the first thought when people bring up censorship, and this is why I say people are quietly up in arms about it, is because whenever you bring up censorship, the first thing that pops into people's head is, oh, you must have been trying to watch porn. <laughs> and I'm like, no. So there's actually a lot of action anime that just happen to have moments of adult themes in them. That... As I've noticed over the years, they used to be lightly censored, but now they're just literally like it's like they just erase a whole part of the screen. It's like they don't even try to do the fault. You know, the mist thing that they like to do in cartoons. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, it's very steamy, but you can't really see. It's just the brightness. Now well, they've been they've been doing that since Sailor Moon. Now they just like digitally black out the whole portion of the screen. It's just the big black blobs. Digital cutouts on your screen there's you can't see anything it's not even like they tried to fog it over it's just like uh let's just completely erase this part all you can see are eyes <laughs> and i'm like this is garbage what am i paying for what what is happening here and i was doing some research and i was like okay crunchyroll you're charging people and you're censoring it i did some digging and i find out crunchyroll doesn't censor anything how they get the anime is how they can air it. It's companies like ADV and Aniplex and even Funimation, 4Kids Entertainment. They're the ones who do censorship. So I went and I started doing some deep diving into like, okay, censorship. How does this work? How, what is determined? Censorable, I guess you could say, when it comes to us from Japan. The creators, when they make it and they distribute it in their country and then it goes to the third party and gets to us, what determines this? So I did some digging and I found out this is stuff stemming back to like pretty much 1907 in Japan, rules of censorship and like since like 1907, 
Um, nineteen what? Nineteen oh seven. What were th- under Article one seventy five of Penal the Code of Japan? Were they censoring material, back then? Material containing indecent images are prohibited. However, the laws date back to nineteen oh seven and were unchanged during the process of updating the Japanese Constitution in nineteen forty seven. However, time the real change came about in like nineteen ninety one when they started becoming a little bit more lenient and fun fact for all of the uh, hentai lovers out there, tentacles was their way to get around censorship. (laughs) (laughs) So if you ever wondered why the Japanese were so infatuated with tentacles, it was their way to get around censorship because it was not a human body part. Bro. So there you have it. Cause they didn't know how to, they didn't know how to categorize that. <laughs> so they couldn't censor it. <laughs> yep. Also the reason lollies came around, even though they looked like younger, uh, kids to the Western audiences, but their age via story was older. That was the loophole around censorship too, because there was no rules for that. So, yeah. So, yeah, the use of tentacles enabled the creators to avoid a ban on the display of genitals. In other cases, the content is self-centered through the use of blurring and black dots. When the censorship is removed for overseas release, the basic animation underneath is revealed. Even Cowboy Bebop was censored. Gantz, I knew, was censored. Gantz is a very graphically violent uh, show, so I knew that was censored. I didn't know Cowboy Bebop had been censored, though. Um, but as comes to no surprise between the United States and the United Kingdom and Australia, New Zealand, who do you feel technically is the most prude with censoring, uh, sexual content? A hundred percent us. And, and, you know, it's funny because I was reading, I also wanted to read comments and there was people from the United Kingdom. They're like, oh, well, we see what we see in the, what we air in, you know, England and the United Kingdom is pretty much no different than what you guys get in the U.S. But I was looking at when the comments were, and this was like years ago. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's different now because they also don't make sexual content as taboo as we do. Um... But they also don't glorify and accept violence as willingly as we do either, (laughs) which was a pet peeve of mine because I said I'm watching an anime and in two scenes, I just watched someone's head get chopped off, blood spewing everywhere, monster eating it. Nobody's batting an eye. One scene in probably the whole series, you know, boobies might pop out and half my screen goes black and I'm like. Wait, what? (laughs) Like, but I just watched this person get decapitated and and disemboweled and that wasn't blacked out. It was all there in glorious color. So I, I really wanted to understand like the mentality behind censorship. And I said, okay, why are we fine censoring, uh, sexual content over violence? And of course, you know, that's a whole rabbit hole. And I was glad to know I wasn't the only person to ask this question. A lot of people, and it was specifically by anime, said, why are we so eager to censor this stuff over 
you know, we, we, we will censor sexual content in anime and even in some mainstream, you know, uh, movies and imports and stuff you get, but violence is like barely if ever censored and our foul language and even public television has been more lenient. Like before you can even say things like ass on TV. Now you can, I think we can go all the way up to the S word as long as you only say it like one or two times. <laughs> Within an episode? fuck is allowed in a PG 13 movie twice. Yeah. I might be wrong, but it's yeah. something like there's like, like a once certain or twice. Number. And a lot of parents were saying, well, you know, the tendency for violence is less likely than the innate uh, desire for sex because that's just natural human nature and not murdering each other. Yeah, and that's what they were saying. It's like, we're not running around murdering each other. And I'm like, <laughs> really are you weren't y'all the ones that were talking about video games making your kids violent you don't think tv would have had the same effect but you're worried about your kids running around having sex more and i said if anything the more you block them from it the more likely they're going to want to do it i said I played violent video games. Granted, some of them I had to sneak around, but I said, I didn't develop violent tendencies. I said, I also don't go around trying to start fights and, you know, and all that. I, I feel bad for the animation studios and, and the authors of these mangas and stuff because they put in so much work to create art that is not for children. It was never meant for children. And the anime is geared for teens yes. and for adults. And that's why almost if not all anime is when translated to the American side, even after censorship is TV 14 TV 17 or rated M for mature blockbuster knew this back in the day. You guys let blockbuster burn, but blockbuster knew this because all their anime was in the 18 and up category because they did not have uh, a system to rate it. So they played it safe and said 18 and up. Yep, and and you know what? Censoring art destroys what it is, and it to me it becomes a BS fucking agenda. When and they're not listening, uh, these censorships and the things, the watering down of anime over the past ten years, because it's gotten worse. It's coming from outside the community. It's these people that will never watch anime, yep. that bash anime, or want their own dumbass agendas put. And I, I'm, I am. I'm, I'm, in, I'm irritated with this. Or they don't they want go, things acknowledged. Right, exactly. And then they just want to get their stupid mouth open and say all this ridiculous stuff and shut down other people's art. And I'll argue it to the end of the day that anime is art. These people write these stories. They're immersive. They're wonderful stories. They write them how they are intended to be written. By the you know by, by what the author wants and what the studio wants to put out, and then they end up censoring hours. Y'all would not believe it. I'm serious. Hours worth of content, season after season, cut, cut, be, all because a few people over here in our own country that don't watch anime see a clip that's out of context and want to throw a fit about it because when they see something that looks like a cartoon and is colorful, they automatically think children. Yeah. They automatically think, Oh, this must be just for kids and they force it to be something it's not. And to prove further, to prove your point, uh, fame director, Hayao Miyazaki. If you are an anime, you know, that name, Hayao Miyazaki spirited away, Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind, Princess Mononoke, Howl's Moving Castle, the list goes on. The, 
The man is a legend. Hayao Miyazaki's anime film Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind was heavily edited by New World Pictures in the mid-1980s and released as Warriors of the Wind. About one quarter of the film was cut and its storyline simplified somewhat, distorting the original's ecological and pacifist themes. Yeah, huh. It was originally a two hour, about a two hour movie mm-hmm. until they made all the cuts. Until they made all the cuts. Additionally, the voice actors and actresses who dubbed the English dialogue were not really informed of the film's plot. Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli were aware of this editing to the film and were extremely unhappy about it. Miyazaki has since suggested that those who have viewed the edited version should dismiss it from their minds. As a result of the experience, the studio instituted a no cuts policy of never allowing a foreign company to edit any of its films prior to release in a new market. So. When these create, because I would tell you right now, if I made something, what I'm putting in there, it serves purpose. There's purpose behind it. It's that's the point. There's, it's there for a reason, and it's marketing to the people it's meant to be marketed to. But if I make it into a cartoon, that does not mean it's for kids. They need that our market for sure needs to stop assuming that because then, like you say, you get these parents and they 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 let the TV be the babysitter for a lot of them, and then you have to realize your kids are smart. I don't know why people keep thinking, oh, they're kids. They don't know what they're doing. I'm sorry. Yes, they do. Kids are smarter than adults. I don't know when people are going to process that. You actually lose a lot of what your brain can process the older you get. So kids are quick. Once they learn your emotions of what works, they adapt. They know. They know the puppy eyes work. Bam, bam, bam. Puppy eyes work. You think you... You think they didn't figure out that password to that you parental lock? They probably figured it out. And when you're not looking, click, click, click. And when you look back. Yeah, they're little they're little genius ninjas. I know I got two of them. Yeah. So we the Karen's out there. <laughs> stop. Just 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 stop. OK. Read the descriptions and the ratings. Do your research. 90% of anime is not meant for kids. That's why it comes on late night, even on Cartoon Network. There's even a warning before for like a good four or five minutes. It sits on screen. Hey, Adult Swim is about to start. This is for older audiences, et cetera, et cetera. You cannot blame the creators and the industry for your lack of information and then demand that this stuff gets heavily censored. Who are you censoring it for? You know, uh, proof of this, the most recent proof of this was Demon, the Demon Slayer movie when it came out. Dude, I didn't even have to look. I didn't have to go out of my way to look for this. There were so many upset parents on social media and a lot of these pages that I follow. Uh, and I'd read in the comments and it was just people that were upset that this quote unquote cartoon had, you know, all this violence and gore and and. and all this and i'm like did you first of all it's rated r they mm-hmm. rated it r as they should have um, to me and you we might be a little you know we're like I, I don't really see how it was rated r i mean i get it though from like the perspective of a child and the amount of gore and violence that was in it yeah rated r i, yeah. I totally get it and there was some cussing it was light cussing but it was there but 
not only did you not see the rated R and care, but you made the assumption without any knowledge, without doing any research on this, that because it looked like a cartoon, it was therefore for children. Yep. And then you take your children to see this, you get upset, you go online and then you make all these complaints to these companies and to the animation studios who I promise you don't care. They don't want to care. The only person that cares are the American studios that have to do the translating and the censorships, but the actual creators of the show do not care because at the end of the day, even though there's money in it, they don't have to give it to other countries. They don't have to make those deals. They don't have to sell it or allow for an American company to pick it up and put it out on our television or on our apps. So you're not really doing much. No. I also just want to point out when I was reading the article and I was reading some research on this, the paragraph for Japan and censorship is one paragraph in a sentence. So it's like yay big. The paragraph for the United Kingdom is pretty much it's two paragraphs, two broken paragraphs. So it's about it's about yay big for Australia, New Zealand. It's one sentence. The only thing that they took issue with was in 2020, the streaming of interspecies reviewers, which even I have to admit was really raunchy, even for me in Australia in Australia, New Zealand was delayed to adjusting its source material. Other than that, they didn't really have a rule on it. They, they were just like, okay, this might be a bit much even for us. Even I thought that show was a bit much. So I was like, okay, this getting edited. I get, this is basically hentai that they're trying to publicize. Let's just be honest. Um, United Kingdom, they have their rules, but like I said, they're more focused on like uh, the violence aspect, which I would think is what most people would be worried about. That makes sense to me. Um, but when you read the U.S. paragraph, and here's where you know that How this is... How long is the U.S. one? Uh, two paragraphs and a sentence, but it's funny because, and I'm going to read it because this, I want everyone to know this is where our focus is. And remember when I said it's not so much where you care about the, the actual problem with sexualization. The problem is they don't want it to be free. The U.S. has made a market out of sexualization. If they don't feel your, my opinion, this is my personal opinion, Powers that be and people in the position. And I'm just saying, if we really cared about sexual content, OF would not exist because under the same thread with anime, you go to the store, you buy a home release. It's unedited. You pay for a streaming service, you get unedited. The catch is you paid for it. That's why there's a cut and an uncut version yes. of Funimation. However, Crunch you, were, the same way. you can still more easily find violence for free on any media before you will find sexual content for free on any media. And I'm not talking. And when you say that immediately, everyone thinks porn. No, I'm talking like just even the basics, the silhouette, like how everyone, like you can display a female naked on a show, not even her rear end without it causing an uproar. You could have a man's booty up there. Cause for some reason that doesn't fall under category of nudity. I've never understood that. Um, <laughs> I've never understood that, but someone getting shot, there's blood, any acts of violence you can find on network TV. No problem. 
a demon, I don't know, ripping a human apart and eating them alive. You can find that on TV. No problem. Good example of all this supernatural. Supernatural has not shied, never shied away from violence in its like entire 15 year run. There's definitely violence, and it was on the CW. That's public television. That's easily accessible. I mean, I'm pretty sure Dan, uh, 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 Dean Winchester called people son of a bitch a lot. <laughs> so I'm like, I feel like our priorities are a little mixed up. And I, I feel American Marcus like, no, sex is bad unless you're paying us for it. So I'm going to read this in, in its entirety. And you let me know your thoughts after it. I'm going to try to read as fast as possible. Due to the lack of formal and consistent age rating system in the United States of America, age ratings for anime have created several problems. Blockbuster Video marked all anime titles as unsuitable for kids, leading them to appear as R18 on their computer system. Publishers began using their own age rating suggestions on their releases. However, due to differences between publisher assessments and the use of TV age ratings by some of this <clears throat> resulted in an inconsistent system. Uh, that plays into the thing we were talking about, the difference in maturity between certain uh, cultures. When Cartoon Network began to broadcast anime, there were no internal standards in place for the use of overseas material. This required them to develop a set of standards and guidelines for the handling of the content. The display of alcohol consumption, tobacco, smoking, violence, including depictions of death, spoken references to death and dying, scenes of characters being threatened in life or death situations and depictions of suicide, gambling, uh, blood, offensive language, uh, sexual content, including nudity, intercourse, innuendo and depictions of homosexual and transsexual characters and the mistreatment of women and minors were all deemed unacceptable as well as other situations unsuitable to a younger audience. This was back when everything got blanketed. Material for Cartoon Network was edited for TVY7, whereas Adult Swim content was edited for TV14 standards. However, some content that aired on Adult Swim was originally scheduled to air on Toonami and was edited accordingly. Autodesk Inferno was used to digitally edit scenes to remove blood or cover up nudity on content edited by Cartoon Network. So that was like double editing right there. In some cases, content was edited before it was given to Cartoon Network. The editing practices evolved over time due to complaints from. We, it's a P word. It's a P word. Is it? Is it parents? Parents. Four kids made changes to the anime they licensed to make them more Western in order to be more accessible to. It's a C word. It's a C word. I'm going to take 500 for children. Children. Another reason was so that they could easily merchandise them. However, they also released uncut versions of some of those shows, which you had to pay for. But now. um, They don't heavily edit the violence, which is one of the things people were talking about. Before they edited everything, now they've lessened how much of the violence they edit. The only taboo is still the sexual content of any regard is heavily edited. Huh. Wonder why. So, yeah. Um, if you guys are on Crunchyroll or you're on your favorite anime site and you're wondering why your stuff is edited, uh, it is not Crunchyroll's fault. 
they do not have that power. It is whoever, when Japan ships the anime over, it goes to a third party, ADV, Anaplex. They edit it. And then Crunchyroll gives it to you how they get it. If they get it straight from Japan, you will see it unedited unless Japan edited it themselves. Um, Because even in Japan, when they put out shows, certain channels have access to uncensored versions of said anime. However, they cut those deals. And then, you know, those studios decide where they want it to go after that. And then when it gets to those countries and those countries edit it. But as you read, as you heard me read here, it goes through layers of censorship sometimes before we even see it. You know, I, I'm going to just take a second to use, it's not really a metaphor, but whatever you'll get, you'll get the picture to compare just how stupid people are in this country. <laughs> and it's not in regards to all the politics lately, all, all the, the COVID stuff. It, it's everything that and, and the anime, the, everything we've talked about, people are stupid. And I, this is what I think of when I think of, of just how dumb the country is. I don't know if you knew this back in about in the 1980s, a and W wanted to compete with McDonald's. Okay. They wanted to compete with their quarter pounder. And the way they did that was they came out with a third pounder. They failed miserably. And when they did their market research, okay, they, and, and they, they published like why it failed. It is because the majority of Americans did not understand that a third pounder was bigger than a quarter pounder. Think about that next time you listen to someone else's opinion or read the comment section. Yep. Yep. Because in the first sentence, it proved that all of this could easily have been avoided if people read and understood what they were reading. Because Blockbuster did the work for you. Blockbuster said, yo, uh, we don't have an age rating for this, so let's just play it safe and make it all for adults. And put it in the adult category. <clears throat> Blockbuster had the common sense to do that. So that means if you went to Blockbuster and you went to the anime section, clearly for adults, and then you brought it home and you put it on for your kids, and then you're wondering, wait a minute, what is happening? That was on you. That was totally on you. <laughs> Do, do like do people just not pay attention? To, and you know what? That's a stupid question. I I was going to say, do people not pay attention to the rating system? But then I'm just thinking about every nine year old I ever heard on GTA, <laughs> and I'm like, y'all don't pay attention. Like, <laughs> I and you know what? Those days are long gone because this is where I say kids will try to get over. Because I was one of those kids. I wanted a game that I knew I wasn't old enough for. And my grandfather took me to the store to get a video game because I had aced the test. So I was like, I'm going to get a video game. And I saw it was Wolfenstein for the Game Boy Advance. Back then, probably now, laughable violence. <clears throat> Back then, quote unquote, the pinnacle of handheld violence. So I grabbed the Wolfenstein. I'm like, I knew the rating system. He did not. He just was like, going to pay for it. So I go to the cashier. I put it on the counter. I'm like, easy day. 
lady looks at it. She looks at my grandfather. She says, you know, this is rated M for mature. And he's like, I don't know. Like, what? That's me. So she does what a good cashier should do. Oh, you can't do that now. Yeah. And she looks and says, this means he should be over the age of 17 to play. because." And she read the rating. It has blood, gore, blah, blah, blah. And then when she explains to him, he looked at me like, you son of a... <laughs> you tried to get slick! <laughs> While they're getting like a Robotech game rated E for everyone. <laughs> Robotech, boo! <laughs> I was like, dang! And... But you know what? She did her job. And prevented this Karen situation. But you know, all these Karens don't want to be told how uneducated they are and then cry foul and act like it's a surprise when their their kids come to them and ask them mommy what's masturbation so remember everyone (laughs) things may suck now but that's nothing compared to how bad things are about to be oh it's gonna get a lot worse because i'm gonna tell you right now if i've been paying attention to my anime and i have i think these creators are just getting sick of Western audiences and they're trying to make it. So it's like, all right, you want to censor my shit? Here you go. And they make it so much that now when they send it, these, when we get it, they're just the people who have to censor are like, Oh crap. Oh work. This is going to take forever. And then when they give it to us, they know we're going to be pissed because I'm like, dude, where's my screen? (laughs) Like, where's my show? I can't see anything. Which speaking, speaking of the artists before we end this show, I I do want to say something that is bothering me on a little side note with anime. These anime studios, uh, first of all, anime has exploded more so than ever in history in the past couple of years. Yep. Um, and COVID is a huge reason for that. We, you know, we, we all are at home. Social media has exploded because social media has exploded. Anime exploded. We can share things more easily. We can experience things together more easily. The accessibility is there. Anime finally has gotten the exposure that at least several years ago, we all wanted it to get. We all wanted it to explode so we can get more of it. Enter and I'm talking directly to the anime fandom. Enter the anime fandom that is toxic. You guys have got to leave these studios alone. A big one, Attack on Titan. I, you know, it, it's very popular right now. I did not know how popular Attack on Titan was in season one or two because I didn't have that accessibility with with social media and what you know the way we can communicate now. Mm-hmm. Um. I wouldn't have known. So it was already one of my favorite animes back then, just as I'm sure for a lot of people, but you get online now and and you read comments and you see things that people post and they are so terrible to the, to these animation studios about the drawings and the effects and the CGI. And honestly, a lot of this stuff, like I kind of noticed some of it, but it did not bother me because I appreciated how good it looked. Even if you compare it to, how good it doesn't look now, or maybe they switched to Mappa and maybe you're not a fan of Mappa and you think their, you know, their, their art is not on par to season one or two, whatever your point of view is stop, stop being toxic and complaining 
about the anime we're getting because the stuff we just talked about, we're lucky we're getting the anime that we're getting right now. We're lucky we're getting anime. And I want to be part of a community that has, you know, great things to say about anime and we're happy with what we're getting. Shitting all over these artists' work is not the way to go. And I'm honestly, I'm so tired of, of seeing it and hearing it all over the place. Shitting on an anime and calling it subpar or mid or whatever. Like, I never would have thought, you know, when I was a little younger, I wanted to share anime with people. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I'm able to kind of do that with people that I don't know um, through social media, through TikTok, through stuff like that. I get to see other people's points of views and kind of in that way experience anime with them. And then it's just disheartening to finally be able to kind of do that and see how awful people are to these studios. I mean, these people are overworked. I don't think people understand that there's only a tiny handful of studios. It's not like here where we have hundreds of animation studios all over the country or across the world. And they're all working on all these different cartoons and like, no, they're only in Japan. And there's only a few, honestly, there's only a few of them. Yep. Let them do their job. Let them tell the story and just freaking be happy and stop being shitty to people who like animes that maybe you're not into. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. You know, just because you like, you know, maybe you're not into Shonen or, Maybe you want to watch whatever, you know, it's, it doesn't matter. Like everyone should just be supportive because we're a niche group right now. We, we are growing and we are, you know, we are, we're, we're growing more than ever, but the community is still a niche group. And I don't want to see us turn into a group that is so hateful that some of these studios stop giving us good stuff. Cause that eventually Cause, will happen. If, if what, what, what do people think is going to happen after attack attack on Titan and demon slayer? Yeah, that that's eventually going to happen. Though, I mean, honestly, those two, yeah, they're very popular and they're popular for good reason. They are good anime. Say what you want. They tell a good story. They capture the audience. There's character development say what you want, but they're good. They're good shows. And don't always relate certain like fantasy animes to real world trends either. Uh, like, Keep keep your sensitivities out of it. And I know a lot of people will probably say, well, so-and-so on their YouTube channel did a, a remaster or whatever, and they made better quality than a major studio. Yeah, because they did it as a hobby, and they probably took a lot of time to do it that they had to spare. These studios work on a schedule, and they have to do this multiple times, working on multiple animes, compared to a fan who just made that their sole focus. There's a huge huge difference between the two if they had all the time that that fan had to make that fan animation then yeah every show would look amazing but they don't they don't have that time they're they're working on multiple things multiple times probably no more than five six people so enjoy the enjoy the ride like this is something that we should all be vibing with and a good chance to bring other people like like you were saying into the fold and have something to talk about and get us through the time. Like, I love the anime, but not so much the anime communities. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't like the animes, the anime communities right now because they are they're mean, they're toxic yeah. and they treat the studios like they're not even trying like yeah. these poor guys, you know, uh, they're overworked and you don't, you have no idea 
how many animes they're currently working on. I mean, if, if you're an avid anime watcher and you're not just jumping the bandwagon because you watched Demon Slayer for the first time on Netflix and then you see a lot of familiar whatever, studio names or you watch My Hero Academia and, you know, whatever, like and you're like, no, dude, there's get on Funimation and Crunchyroll, get an actual subscription and and. They have an insane amount of anime on there. And that's not even all the anime. That's just the anime that's allowed. Yep. You have to go to high dive and other places to find stuff that's not to allowed. To find the gems. Yeah, to find the gems that are like, wow, like, you know, the blockbuster, like, right in blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, like, we have no idea of knowing that, you know, in another 10 years, anime will be so watered down that we're going to miss this time period over the past 20, 30 years where we got anime that was, that was, you know, it changed the culture. Mm-hmm. It, it changed people's lives or it, you know, it, it just, it was the highlight of their week that might go away. If we continue down the trend that we're on now with how we talk about, you know, between the fan base and, and how crappy they are about animes and to each other. And then the Karens of the world that are, you know, just being shitty about censorship. So that, that's all I got to say. I just, that's my soapbox there. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely a, definitely a strong episode to come back on. As you guys know, we don't, we don't usually pull our punches on, on, on here. We, we, uh, we'd like to let you guys know what we think as well as keep you informed. So all we ask is guys, do your research, do your own reading, do your own digging and, you know, make your own educate educate that's the key word educated opinion don't just go with the flow just to be part of the in crowd and uh yeah just keep it keep it clean keep it keep it classy and uh you know i do side with aaron yeager because eric cartman committed more war crimes in the akoski the spartans prior to reach and r kelly that's all i gotta say (laughs) if you don't know what he's talking about now you've got your homework so thank you guys so much for joining us on our first episode of 2022 as i said starting off strong uh we have more amazing episodes coming for the rest of the year so we are looking forward to having an amazing amazing year with you guys and before we go we would love to hear from you guys on reddit for our uh poddex question of the week being what was your biggest accomplishment of 2021 let us know it could be anything did you buy a new car did you finally build that tree house for your kid anything whatever your biggest accomplishment of 2021 was let us know over on reddit and we will probably uh read some of them on the show so so yeah let us let us know anyway you guys have been amazing we are glad to be back bringing you more episodes So stay safe out there. Look after yourself and look after each other. We'll catch all you wonderful people on the next episode. Later, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon 
or Acast for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.